everyone. I'm Margie Alanis, and this is Farm Her Talks, thoughtful conversations to connect and inspire the farm her in all of us. This episode was so awesome the first time around. We're pulling it back out of the vault, dusting it off, and putting a little more farm her sparkle on it. We have something really fun in store for you today. So first off, I want to tell you what we're going to do for the month of March. If you didn't know, March is Women's History Month, and every week on our show, we're going to be talking to some groundbreaking women. We have women who've been the first in their field, the first in their industry, who have done awesome things. And so be ready for that every week. But to kick off Women's History Month, I have some pretty amazing women here with me. So to introduce who's sitting here with me and and what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about women doing awesome things uh, in the vein of Shining Bright. And I am here today with Lexi and Carly, both from the Farmer team, and I guess an honorary part of the Farmer team because we pull her along with us all the time, Kristen Clark. And um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about all kinds of things that matter to us and that we think should matter to women everywhere. So um, to kick this off, Lexi pulled together some tidbits, some some facts, some information about things that uh, women have done. And one of the first things, uh, and this matters to us here, I think, because we have our first woman governor. In 2017, Kim Reynolds became the first woman governor of Iowa. And uh, to take that all the way back, the very first woman governor, Lexi tells us, is Nellie Taylor-Ross. Is it Nellie Taylor-Ross? Anyway, it says Taylor on here. Was I, the, that was copy paste. Okay. So. <laughs> Nell, Nellie Taylor Ross was the 14th governor of Wyoming, serving from January 5th, 1925 to January 3rd, 1927. Here's the interesting part. She was elected to compete or she was elected to complete the term of her husband, William Bradford Ross, who died in office. Yeah. So she kind of fell into it. But um, but that was 1925. Could women vote then? They Got the right to vote in 1920. Okay. So barely. 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 And the fun fact about that, two weeks later, Texas got their first woman governor too. Nellie set off a, a wave, like yeah, a tidal two wave. Two weeks later. Um, so Lexi, you're the one. This is the top thing that you put on this <laughs> this list. I want to know uh, why why does it matter talking about how many women are governors or the first woman who's governor? Why we have a, a woman governor in Iowa? Yeah. Well, first, I thought this was amazing because I'm a huge history buff. So just five years after women got the right to vote, someone was leading a state. Two women were leading two states. Uh, That's really cool. And they made history as well. But to me, when I look at what I want to be when I grow up, like being governor would be awesome and serving the state that I grew up in and that I that I love so much. But just having people in the roles that you want to be. Mm-hmm. is really empowering and really inspiring for everyone that's sitting around this table, everyone that's just in our state or across the country. And we always say like, if you can see it, you can do it. Yeah. And for Iowa to finally have a female governor for the first time, it's, it's just history. It's awesome. Yeah. So is any, Lexi's going to run for governor someday. Is anybody else <laughs> in this years. room going to compete against her? Are we going to have two women running on two different platforms? That'd be cool. I could run your campaign, yeah. but I, I, I was going to say, I could vote. I will, you'll vote. I'll vote. <laughs> I will never, ever run for political I, office. I don't think that's the right fit for me, but it's an option. 
It is an option. You could do it. Yeah. 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 I agree so much. I mean, you know, you look at like your daughters, you know, Kristen, our daughters are kind of the same age. Yeah. Don't you think it's great for to be able to tell them, hey, this is a possibility because look, there's somebody doing it. Exactly. It's, it's very easy to talk and, and say and talk about things that are a potential, but when they can actually see the real deal happening in front of their eyes in their state. And Hallie has met the governor. Yeah. And she's an amazing woman and she's inclusive and she's so kind and, mm-hmm. and gracious and has all those wonderful qualities that any great human possesses. And she is also leading our state. Yeah. And it's so interesting. And, and it is, it's empowering to be able to say, Hey, girlfriend, you know, to my daughter mm-hmm. who is nine. I just met the woman who runs say, the hey. state. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. What? Yeah. Oh, hi. What happened? Sorry. We're fine. Okay. <laughs> one, minute. one minute. He, he was raising his hand yeah, for one minute. Yeah, he was raising his hand. We got a little like behind the scenes folks <laughs> going on here. I was looking at Kristen to talk because that's what you do when you talk to somebody. And, and uh, producer Tony over here is trying to give me hand signals. So, Lexi, did oh, you have... Uh, hand per- signals. <laughs> hand signals. Were hand signals invented by women? Probably. Because that's Probably. one of my things on the farm, you know, that I hate. Our hand signals. Why do you hate hand signals? Well, because they're so miscommunicated so easily all the time. Oh yeah, Carly, like, you have the list of awesome things that was invented by women. Hold, hold, hold that thought. We're going to come back to that. Let's kick the next segment off with that. And we are talking about things that matter to us as women, and we're talking about women who've done amazing things in honor of Women's History Month. So when we went to break, uh, Carly, we just started to bring up women who have invented things. Maybe a woman invented the hand signal is how this came up, I think. But what are some cool things that women have invented, Carly? I think you just Googled it, yeah, right? Yeah, I just Googled a quick list. Um, top of the list was beer. Thank who knew? God. Good <laughs> job. Let's be honest here. Way we, to we be. We should have known that yeah. a woman was We should have. They're all genius ideas. The dishwasher. Oh, well, yeah, genius. of course. Standard, yes. The windshield wiper. Yep. Chocolate chip cookie. That's my favorite. <laughs> what do you think, do you think <laughs> they did without windshield wipers? I don't know. Just drive around in a blur. I, I, I don't know. Kids back in the 1800s or the early 1900s on your model there. A, they just laid on the hood and scrubbed <laughs> the windshield off. Get out on the hood. Johnny, Johnny, get the water out and scrub it off. Mommy can't see. Um, you sorry. should try that. See how that goes. <laughs> Oh boy, that might not go over very I feel like don't. my six-year-old little boy would volunteer to hang out out there if I gave him that option. So. Just grab yeah. a bungee cord, <laughs> get him to the top of the hood. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh sounds gosh. like something we would have invented on the farm. Yeah. yeah With no bungee joke. cord. <laughs> you got a little bailing twine, yeah. bungee cord, yeah. you're fine. That's all you need. So... Carly, what else was on that list? I, I cut you off. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. The fire escape. Just some other really cool Monopoly. So I'm, oh. I do hear something kind of interesting here. There are things that affect their family's safety, probably, yes. like the fire escape. Mm-hmm. And the life raft. Windshield like, wiper. 1882. Oh. I mean, when was the Titanic? I, I'm thinking I don't know. I easily should have put a couple more life rafts <laughs> on the Titanic. Wasn't that in uh. 19, some early 1900s? 1911. Wasn't the problem with the Titanic, they wanted to make it pretty. Well, I mean, I know my history facts from the movie only, (laughs) but they wanted it to be prettier, right? You know, you can uh, sign up to have a dinner with Jack and Rose. Leo and Kate are doing like private dinners. Do you want to do that? Never let go, Jack. Um, I, I, I don't know. (laughs) I I would feel awkward. Like I was interrupting a date or something. (laughs) 
How much does that cost? I was going to say. I don't know. It's not in my budget. No. But yeah, they just didn't want to put enough boats on there, so they killed everyone. Yeah. But it wasn't supposed to sink. But I bet Maria was really pissed about that. (laughs) (laughs) So Carly, what else? Uh, The square bottom paper bag. Right, yeah. so it stands up. To, yeah, a, a what? what? A metal the syringe. Medical, no, oh, medical, medical syringe. syringe. Medical syringe. That's a big Again, life saving. Yeah. Uh-huh. Letitia Gear in okay. 1899. Okay, that's incredible. That is incredible. Just imagine what what would she think right now if she were to come and you know visit a hospital modern day. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was my idea. Wow, it's everywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the lives it saved, caring. imagine. I mean, oh, think about people gosh. with diabetes, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, every, it's an everyday thing. Um, like, yeah. I still don't like shots, but I'm still thankful that she made them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking, I was thinking of the other shots. Gotcha. I'm pretty good at those. <laughs> like a, a vaccine shot or like That's a what yes. I'm not okay. a fan of. <laughs> a painful one. Beer shots. That, shots. <laughs> shots that stab you, you're not a fan of. <laughs> yeah, we should clarify. Back to the woman who invented beer. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. Yeah. Uh, one that we should mention is Mary Del Chilton. Yes, Mary Del Chilton. So the she, mother of biotechnology. The mother of biotechnology. She was on our uh, TV show. So if you're listening and if you don't know, Farmer's TV show, and it airs every Friday night and Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. Central on RFD TV. And in season one, we visited Mary Del Chilton. And um, so here's a funny behind the scenes, you guys. So Mary Del is super smart. She is the mother of biotechnology. She invented the very first GMO. And to hear her talk about uh, what it can do for our world and why her fears that, you know, it'll be taken away before it can help feed as many people as it it could help feed as we march forward with less food and less land. Um, It's amazing. And uh, it, it was awesome to be in her presence, but she is super smart. And so behind the scenes, I can't remember, you know, a lot of times when we're filming, uh, I have to ask somebody to repeat something in a different way, maybe. And especially with her, because a lot of what she's saying was really technical. So I not to say dumb it down, but we have an audience that is a, a variety of people. Right. So I was like, I mean, if you're talking to me, who's not a scientist, how would we say that? You know, and uh, I said something to her and she turned to look at me. And she goes, if you don't know, this is a refrigerator. <laughs> she was just giving me a hard time, but uh, it's a scientist with a sense of humor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she, I mean, it was amazing. And I, I still, if you get a chance to go back and watch some clips from the episode, she's completely awesome. So yeah, those right. clips I love when you also interviewed, like the supporting interviews were her coworkers, yeah. and you could tell that she just had a sense of respect and a sense of. She, she made history, but she also did something really good in the world and in their community. Yeah. And those clips just showed how much respect they gave to her. Yeah. Um, she, she helped pave the way. Yeah. For for the, some of the women who were on there. Yeah. In modern agriculture. Yeah. We know it. Everyone. We would not be where we are today without her and her technology. Yeah. So. Go Mary Dell. Yeah. Woo. You yep. can find her clips on our YouTube page. Yep. Uh, YouTube.com slash farm her, right? That's it. Yep. Yep. So that was good. That was in season one. So it, was a, it seems like a little while ago. But oh my gosh, there's so many know. clips. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of stuff out there. What else, Carly? The ice cream maker. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Oh, God. And like mix all that the important things with chocolate really chip known. cookies. 
I'm sure a woman yeah. invented chocolate chip cookies. I'm positive. Yeah. She okay. did. Did you already they say did. that? Okay, yeah. I missed that. Yeah. Okay. That refrigerator. Oh. The refrigerator, right? Yeah. Life saving. Yeah. You know, let's let's keep meat cold. Solar <laughs> heating. It's really all the important thing. Yeah. Good. I love this. You know, there's there's this big push. I mean, it, we see it in Iowa and around the country in um, STEM. You know, science, technology. Let's call it STEAM. Science, technology. Egg. Yeah. Ag. Engineering. Engineering. Sorry. Science, technology, engineering, agriculture, and mathematics. Mathematics. Thank you. I was going to miss the M. Mathematics. Well, <laughs> clearly, spelling's not my deal. So, so I'm not even spelling steam. Yeah. I, we're all pretty good communicators in this room. So I don't know that we spend a lot of our time in the steam professions, but it's a big push. And I always love to see that with young women. Yeah. And this morning in the car, I asked my kids, I asked AJ yesterday what his power was, if he had a power. And we, we'll talk about our powers maybe when we come back in the next segment. But if he had a power, something that made him feel strong, what would it be? And he's like, I don't have any powers because I can't fly. Flying would be my power. I'm like, okay, you missed the point. But Ava said her power would be when she does well in a math test. So I was like, so math oh. is your power. Good job. You're not my kid. But <laughs> yeah. So but that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's important. So um on that note, did women invent anything else really cool? I have one. Oh, what? I have one. Okay. And I think it's so interesting because so many of these women have created inventions that make people feel more safe, mm-hmm. right? Home yeah. security systems, yeah. you know, the yeah. life rafts, all that kind of stuff. But Kevlar oh. was invented by a woman named Stephanie Kowalik, and it was invented in 1965. You know, wow. that synthetic fiber is so strong, it's bulletproof. How many people's lives... As she saved. Yeah. How many military people have gotten to come home because of right. her? Or police have been saved yeah, in, exactly. in the line of duty or whatever. Yep. Yeah, I I I would say what sticks out to me is that all of these things women have have done have saved lives. March is Women's History Month, and so I've got some women who I think are pretty amazing here. We've got Kristen Clark of Food and Swine here <laughs> with us today. We've got Carly Cummings and Lexi Merrick from the Farm Her team. So uh, one thing that um, I have been asking my kids lately, and I think it comes, it, it, I know where it came from. So that, that song, you guys have all heard it way too many times, uh, Fight Song by Rachel Platten. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's a, it, it, like, it makes me feel like I'm super strong and it reminds me why I do what I do. Uh, and we play it as part of the presentation at the Grove events. So, uh, you know, be prepared to hear it a whole bunch more. <laughs> and uh, I like it. Yeah. So last night I was driving with my son and it said my power's turned on. So I asked him, like, what's your power? Like, what what is it that makes you feel strong? You know, because sometimes uh, social media, right? Twitter or something will make you <laughs> like people will say something that make you feel feel crappy. People will say something that put you down um, or um you know, you have a day where you're just like, man, I don't got this. I, you know, something happens to take your confidence away immediately, unfortunately. But what is it if you're doing something in your life or you're like some ability you have? I mean, like I said earlier, Ava's, Ava said her power is math. Kristen, what's your, what's your power? Like what makes you feel strong? Oh man. You know, I think when I was born, I've, I've always been this nurturer. Mm -hmm. I love to take people kind of under my wing and make sure that they feel safe and, and protected and loved and appreciated. Yep. And when I, even when I speak, I, I want all of the people that I speak to, to know that I appreciate and value their contribution to whatever we're doing together. Mm-hmm. Recently have 
come in the crosshairs of some of, you know, people who consider themselves an agriculture friend, whether it be farmers, it's usually like a male primary owner operator calling me out because I'm not primary owner operator on my farm. And, you know, why are you telling agriculture story and stuff? And because I've stepped up and chosen to do this or, you know, I just decided to start talking about it one day. Yeah. Um, but my power lies within, you know, I want to get called out like that. I, I want to make sure that the people around me never have that happen to them. Right. And my power is inclusivity mm-hmm. and making everyone feel welcome. Because when we are going to talk about all this kind of stuff and put our lives out there, put our necks out there, you know, for each other, for each other's, you know, every other farmer and let everything out about our lives why are we picking on on each other right and so i really i like to go to bat for people who find themselves in the sites and i told this this person in question last night i said hey if you ever find yourself in the sites i'll go to bat for you Mm -hmm. because i truly know how uncomfortable it is there because you put me there you big jerk but anyway (laughs) my power is just you know being that inclusive uh, mother mothering instincts i don't know i just i have them when it comes to being around animals, but really I have them when it comes to being around people because I want people to feel love. Yeah. And I would say you're, you're living in that three, I mean, your blog, mm-hmm. what you do and what you talk about, that's it. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm trying. Yeah. I suppose you guys I, give I me that. a great platform to do it though, to, to the people that I want to talk to the most. So thank you. You're welcome. We, we love it. So Carly, what's your power? Gosh, that. I don't know. I've been thinking about it sitting here. I would say mine is pretty close to Kristen. She's amazing at it. I mean, I did, I have not known Kristen that long, and I feel like that when I'm around her. So I love you. I, I love you, too. <laughs> I love you, too. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy, Happy Valentine's Day. Day. <laughs> uh, but mine probably would be um, my ability to mentor younger people. Um, I absolutely love it. It's what turns me on. It's what makes me keep going. Um, right now I have a student um, at Iowa State and I actually used to work for Iowa State University and I got to do it every day. Um, but now um, I get to mentor this student and she was having some difficulties here recently and she wasn't loving what she was doing. She wanted to start her own business. And I'm like, why don't you just go and do it? You can do it. So she quit what was making her feel bad and now she's pursuing her business. And that's what really drives me is being able to help push other people, Mm -hmm. I think, and help them foresee their dreams um, as reality. Yeah. Well, this isn't fair. What's your pow her? I should have gone first. (laughs) (laughs) Redo. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Um, Actually, this morning, so we are in the Lent season here this spring, and I got a message, and this girl, she, for Lent, is telling someone every single day for 40 days how they impacted her. That is a great That's idea. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. And it made me, I was <laughs> sitting in line to get us coffee and it Thank made you, me think, way. yeah, <laughs> we needed a coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and it made me think that would be my power is the ability to keep relationships. And if you're listening and I haven't kept a good relationship, I'm sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> I really try like the handwritten notes and um, all of my friends sent me Christmas cards for Christmas this year. And, and you just value those people that you're are in your life. But then also this girl, she was in my sorority and I am too old to be in that sorority anymore. But she said, you went 
on that coffee date for the very first time I was introduced to that sorority and that sorority changed my life. So thank you for taking the time to go and meet me at Starbucks. It's like, that was easy. But if it changed you, like that made my day at 7.30 a.m. this morning and my power would be getting that feedback from little things that have made a big difference in people's lives. Heck yeah. It's like fuel on the fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't happen every day. But every day you can do something that will make an impact on someone. I agree. That's good. I love it. See, you're all powerful people. <laughs> so what next you? time. What about you? Yeah. Um, you know, I I have a hard time. When I think about Farm Her, like if I think about what drives me with Farm Her, it is most definitely the ability to hopefully affect somebody else's life a little bit, even a little bit. And to hear that, that's fuel on my fire. That makes me feel like I am strong for myself and like it it gives me power. Um overall in my world. Again, I only think apparently when I run and I ran this morning, <laughs> uh, being creative, having the ability to create anything like it might be a card, a piece of paper, it might be a photo, it might be something, but that, that fuels me. And sometimes I forget that and I get bogged down in the like day to day life, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, being able to create something gives me like strength. I guess, I think so. Think of all those things you've created and that recognition that you've given women that gives them validation and gives them more strength every day. And not to mention all those photos that you take of people, generations down the line are going to cherish those forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every picture, everything you do. So. Well, thank you. (laughs) Just thinking about it when you're running. Yeah, I know. Sometimes it's hard to pat ourselves on the back. Sometimes don't don't you think? I think I'm guessing that it is. It's really it's really hard. I I always tell people when they're signing up to be on our TV show or the radio show or whatever on our website, I say brag about yourself. And I know that they all cringe. Like, what do you mean? I like brag about myself. The word be confident. Other than brag, because like yeah. I like confidence over cocky, but there's no problem with just if you believe in yourself, everyone else will too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and stating facts, it's not bragging. That's <laughs> sometimes, true. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's hard. It just feels very yeah. awkward. And you know what? You give people like me who you know want to be a little bit more humble the opportunity. You're telling the story, not me. I, ah, I think makes it a lot easier. Yeah. And see, I think that's why I love Farm Hurt because I'm not bragging about myself. Hey. I'm I'm gonna brag about you, which I will brag about you all day long. I so turn around and pat your back and brag too Ooh. about you. Okay, good job. We're we're kicking off Women's History Month and we're talking about things that matter to us as women. So, um, Carly brought up something while we were at the break, and I think this is important to talk about because we just talked about why, what makes us awesome? You know, our powers, you know, what, what drives us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And those are kind of the good things, the high points, but what about the bad days? And this is something lately that has affected me more than I can ever remember it affecting me quite honestly. And I, I have struggled to figure out what in the heck is my problem. Like I need to like pep it up a little bit, but I live in Iowa it is dark here a lot in the winter. It is, It has been a really cold winter, and that is no fun. And there's been a lot of kind of stressful things going on with work, which just adds to the pile. 
And then I need to run because I'm like my dog who will like chew her foot off if she can't run. <laughs> Apparently, like I, I know this about myself, but when it's there's stressful times, it matters even more. Mm-hmm. And I've had this weird pesky foot injury and I c- couldn't run. And I, so there's all of those things combined have been giving me some days that are not like I can't seem to pep it up. I can't seem to to get done what I need to get done. And so there's those hard days. Do any of you have comments that you want to talk about some of those hard days? Kristen, are you having a hard day I'm today? I'm a hard day today. Oh, man. I, I tell you what. Today is one of those days for me. And, you know, getting called out by people for what you do or what you don't do or what, you know, you think should be posted or not to be posted or how we need to use a little bit of care and concern when we post you know, graphic images right. from the farm life that, that's very common, you know, that accidents happen or failures happen and not, you know, being a little more careful and cautious about either how we're using our messaging and what we're talking about being called out by the farm community. And, it, and it's not the whole farm community. It's like this tiny 1% that gets mad at you for anything you do. It's right. sometimes it gets me off my off my rock a little bit like, man, I really thought you were a friendly. Yeah. And if like I said earlier, if you if you were in someone's sights, I'd go to bat for you. Right. But wait, now I have to rethink that because, man, you really just came in my throat. So this man in particular, we're going to have a phone conversation. And yeah. that's not comfortable for him, I know already. So it's it's going to be unusual, but I have to come come to peace with it. We have so to resolve gotta, this. You got to resolve it at some point for yourself. And the way that I do it is to, you know, kind of... Uh, circle my tribe around me, you know, Mm -hmm. those people that you can trust that know your motivations, that know the type of person that you are and that what you're saying comes from a good place, you know, rallying them around you. Sometimes you got to have other people and rely on them to lift you up, but then be there when they need lifted up too. And Mm -hmm. engaging your tribe sometimes is super hard. It's like, Oh, I don't want to inconvenience someone with my problems now. Yeah. You know, and I don't mind when they come to me with things, but sometimes you really have to step up and say, Hey, you know what? I need help this time. I need a little help. And that's okay. It it is okay. And I think giving yourself the grace to to know it's okay yes. is I think one of the hardest things cuz I I'm with you. I, I hear it's hard. you. Oh, we're supposed to be strong, independent farm hers <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Right? But we have our days. We all do. I think that's yeah. the mark of a farm her though is is the ability to get back up sometimes, yeah. you know, and maybe that is through reaching out Resilience to people. Maybe it's by yeah. going to the doctor and and getting medication. Who knows what right. it is? I mean, Where every person has strength. their Everybody's yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carly, Lexi, what do you what do you guys ladies have to say on the subject? Well, as you were talking, um, Margie, we've talked about this before, but um, Kristen, you were saying how people can get you down, and then you also said go to your tribe, and I'm sitting here thinking like, yes, 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 yes. Who do I go to? And I go to my dad actually, and he has four girls. We are not emotional, like. The first person to cry to my father about a relationship problem, legitimate tears, was our hired hand, who was a guy in college. <laughs> like, we don't do that. <laughs> so uh, that's still kind of a laugh. Um, but apparently he gives like real advice and you don't need someone to sugarcoat anything. And if you're being dumb, you need told you're being dumb. And I trust my family to do that because they are sure to tell me when I need told. But his quote that he told me, probably like three years ago was you can either make shit happen or you can complain about it. And those people 
And it was happening when someone came up to me. It was after our real pig farming video. Oh, yeah. And we were at a social event in college and a fella that I used to date. So like kind of was considered a friend just came up to me and didn't didn't think it was necessary or didn't agree with what was said. And I got super upset. So I walk outside by myself in the cold and called my dad. Like that's all I could think about was like, I just need to talk to him as a person of reference. And that's exactly what he said. So I wrote it down and I have it pulled up on my computer right now and it's printed out in my in my house. And it it means nothing except if you're doing something, you're doing something. And if you're going to complain about that, you might as well just stop and then just do something on your own. Mm-hmm. So who cares what people are saying? Just make shit happen. Mm-hmm. And people are always going to hate, but they're not doing anything. Yeah. Right. They it's move true. no minds, move no hearts. Yeah. Just sit back and bag other people and yeah. watch the world go by. <laughs> There's not Thanks a lot for your contributions, guys. Way to go. Right. There's so, no time for that. Social media feeds this so bad. Yes. Yes. I, mean, I, I love social media and I hate social media mm-hmm. for, for those reasons, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it brings out the best yeah. in us and the worst. And the worst. For a pig farmer, you think, oh, the vegans are my arch nemesis. Well, we, we know that each other, you know, I know that they feel a certain way. I respect that. And usually they typically respect me unless they're coming after my kids or something. What I don't like is when people on our what kind of team we're on the same team. What yeah. kind of freaking team are you on? Yeah. I wish I could say your name, but I'm not going to. <laughs> and if you are taking the time to tear other people down, think about what you're doing in your life and you're probably not doing enough. So you should oh, yeah. stop. Yeah. And you should do something. Yeah. Spend and your do time you want building people. Doing up. that to your daughter when she grows up and no, you're talking no. about your farm? No. Do you? I'll no. ask him that. No. I'll let you know what he says. Do. No. I'll give him my dad's number. He'll surely. <laughs> he knows how. Nothing short of me driving to his house. Just wait, buddy. I hope you're listening. Kristen's going to knock on your door. Yeah. Carly, oh. what, what, tell me about some of your bad days so, yeah. or uh, well, even, the things that you deal with. Yeah. So even outside of agriculture, I mean, I think as women, we see it on the just the personal side, whether it be looks or confidence yeah. or... Bad hair days are real. Bad hair days. Bad clothes days. Yeah. It took me an hour to get dressed this morning, and this is what I got. Just because you woke up, it was just one of those days. Like, yeah, it, it was just one of those days. Yeah. It just didn't fall together. Yeah, Carly looks really nice today, just so you, you know. always she does. She, I, I just can't believe it. Oh, well, thanks, Kristen. An hour, really? An hour. You should see the pile of clothes on my bed. Oh you were just feeling kind of negative and yeah, kind of down about just, everything, about yeah, yourself. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't have enough time, so yeah. I think it's really... Definitely your tribe, your family that you're around. Um, the people I work with obviously are awesome um, and keep me going. But knowing that I'll be able to go out and talk to the farmers. Um, I'm a farmer myself, but I'm not on the farm every single day with my dad and brother. So being able to hear their stories and how farmer has impacted them um, is keeps you going, especially when they're young coming up with the oh, different yeah. events that we have coming up. Like we travel a lot, but... The stories that we walk away with make it worth it. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. One thing I want to put out there, sometimes bad days turn into bad months, bad years. I mean, there's some people who battle like serious depression. You know, we're, we're talking about things that are going on today in our worlds. But, um, you know, having the ability to pull yourself up and out of that, sometimes, especially in agriculture, I mean, it, it's it can be a tough thing. And so I spent my day yesterday writing a blog 
and um, about some ways that women can help ourselves and help others who we love who might be in a really difficult situation. So that'll be coming out soon. Um, but, you know, it, it's just one of those realities. One thing I want to talk about when we kick off Women's History Month. So coming up this month, I've got some awesome women on on um, lined up. And one of those women is Pam Johnson. She was the first woman president of the National Corn Growers Association. And I've also got a younger woman, Michelle Jones, um, who is the first, not the first, she's the first in a really long time. I'd like to know who that actual first woman was on the Montana Grain Growers Association uh, as the president. And uh, which has been, you know, all of those organizations in ag are traditionally male. I mean, I don't belong to any of those organizations. I don't know if any of you are in leadership or belong or participate in, in, you know, your County Farm Bureau Mm -hmm. or, or Farmers Union or corn or beans or pork or whatever it is. Do do you guys participate on those boards um, in committees? Do you? Yes. And you could swing a dead cat in any of those rooms all over and over and over and only hit one lady in the whole (laughs) room of, you know, a hundred people. Yeah. And I, I think traditionally, it's just been kind of the men that go and, you know, take the trips and do the things. The women stay home and care for the children. And, everybody. And, and that's what we do. And that's fine, too. But can't we do both? Yeah. Because I think there's a huge, huge need for that female voice for a number of reasons, but especially in these organizations as the communicator, because the people that are buying our products are usually women. Moms. I mean, I don't see a ton of dudes in the grocery store and if they are like put a ring on it swing a cat um anyway i i just it happens but yeah there's there are more and more women that are stepping up and getting on those boards and their influence is great and honestly there are tons of guys that are on these boards that are so receptive yeah. of mm-hmm. hearing what they have to say now there's totally plenty that think we should be there i'm sure but yeah that's okay yeah you're going to get that anywhere. But man, I really applaud the, the guys that are standing up and saying, hey, you know, I want to hear what she has to say. Right. And yeah. giving you the floor because it's really hard to get that if you're just, you know, a female mm-hmm. that not very, if you're younger and not very many people know you or know your experiences, it's it's hard to get people to listen. I think I would say that's a really important point for the men out there listening to to realize that it may not be that easy for that woman to stand up and say something or to put herself out there to be in a leadership position. Yeah. But, you know, we, we talked about this with the woman governors, seeing those women who've done those things, they've juggled it. They've, they've done it. They, mm-hmm. they farm, they manage a family, they, you know, participate on these boards, they go to DC, they, mm-hmm. they talk, they advocate, they blog, they, whatever it is that they do. And I think that there's um, value in saying, like, you can do it all. You, you probably won't nail it all all the time. I mean, you're probably going to drop a ball here Truth and there. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, some days I'm great at one piece of, of what I do and the rest of it just sucks. But, you know, that's the reality is I can keep going with all of those different things. And I think that that's important for women to hear and to see that there's women out there doing it. Oh, yeah. For the organizations just to have the ability to have the diversity and the messaging coming from, you know, right. they're, the people that are sitting on these boards or the ideas, diversity and ideas come from different people of different places and different life experiences. I, th- I think it's a valuable thing. Yeah. yeah. Last yeah. week I was at uh, Iowa Soybean had that conference in Des Moines and I went in in a room of 20. We were considered y- the young group. Um, <laughs> 
not to take away from the older group, but you're looking at me like I'm old. No, it was a constant conversation in our office. It was not like my grandfather was there and my grandfather was not in the room. Obviously, he's two generations older than me, but uh, he's been very involved in leadership boards. And I think you can find those people that will support you no matter what your gender is, because they'll see your talent and your ability. And he's one of those guys that would never. And I'm lucky for that. But in that room, there was 20 of us and three of us were women. Yeah. So it's still the ratio still skewed, but it might be better than it was 20 years ago. Yeah. And. as people keep paving the way, you're not going to be seen as your gender. A lot of times I feel like as women, our biggest obstacle is ourself. Bingo. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. That little voice in your head right. that says, you know, yeah. don't go do this. Right. I mean, I agree. I mean, it, it's it's front and center there all yeah. the time. Those guys that were in their room with me, I went to college with a few of them and we went out to eat that night and it was never like, Lexi, you're a girl, you shouldn't be here. It was, hey, what do you think? Yeah. What you know, it's it doesn't matter once you're there, no. but you have to have the guts to go to there. get yourself there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I always tell the story of when I met Margie that in Farm Her that I never thought of myself as a woman in agriculture. I always farmed with my dad, my brother, and my uncle. And that's what I did growing up. And I never thought of myself as kind of breaking that gender role. Um, so I think it's really exciting that we can now celebrate that with Farm Her. It's not necessarily something that we can be on a board for, but we can certainly tell our story through the Farm Her platform mm-hmm. um, in that way and really make an impact that way as well. Yeah. I, I on that point, uh, every once in a while I get the question, like, why does this matter? You know, we're, we're farmers first, you mm-hmm. know. Why does it matter that that we have a platform for women to be able to connect and talk through? And I would say that it matters to me personally. I know if I would have had this back when I first started my career in corporate agriculture, I feel like I would have rocked mm-hmm. at least my, that little voice in my head would have maybe tamped itself down a little bit if I had that kind of network of people yep. who I knew were maybe because here's the deal. Women and men think differently. We communicate differently. We react to situations differently. Like that's just reality. And I think it's okay to sometimes say, I'm a girl, and mm-hmm. you know, and I might cry when you say something to me that yeah. hurts my feelings. I don't mean to, or I might, you know, react differently than you, or I might not think that I can go in that room and sit at that table with everybody else, even though I can, mm-hmm. you know? So I think to me, that's where kind of the, the strength lies in being able to talk about the fact that like, we're, we're all different, you know, and women have bring a certain, uh, things to the table, I guess. So, and it's really cool that we can celebrate that. Yeah. I mean, my dad loves me being on the farm, but he loves hearing all the stories of the farmers too. So there's, it's just worth celebrating. There's a certain amount of gravitas that comes with the person, the male and these roles and these positions of power that open up the book and say, Hey, you come and write part of this story. Yeah. And it's empowering to to people like us. And, and through Farm Her, it's it's an open book for us to come and do that in an accepting position anyway, because it's all females and we're all rallying around each other. I appreciate that more than you know. But well, also, I, do, I don't want to feel like, you know, we're just kicking the dudes to the curb no. because, man, yeah. I sure appreciate so much the guys that step up and say, hey, I want to hear from you too. Yeah. Diversity matters. I mean, 
there, there's no part of me that would say that, that we'd be better off if women ran this industry. You know what I mean? Like that's, that is never what I'm saying, but I'm just saying that there, there's two voices and there's two sides of every story and there's, yeah. there's two ways to tell those stories. And Well, we're and, stronger yeah. together. Like there's no denying that you can be stronger with a group of people versus by yourself. So Lexi and her uh, history buff knowledge pulled together uh, this little tidbit. The 19th Amendment was passed in August of 1920, allowing women to vote. Yeah. So we have been uh, able to vote for almost 100 years. We're real close. Lexi, did you say you're going to have a party? Yeah, I think we should. In uh, 2020? 2020. Yeah, a voting party. So here's something interesting about me. I, I tend to get very frustrated about politics. I think... I, I'm one of those people that um, I see how Washington, D.C. is regardless of what party's in power. And it frustrates me so much. And for probably the first two elections that I could vote in, I didn't vote. Ooh. Shame on me. Right. <laughs> uh, but the older I've gotten, definitely, the more I realize how important it is. I mean, if if. All of us didn't have a voice, then we erase four more people who who could have a voice. And whatever your voice is for, it matters because there's people, there's women who fought for this. Like we, we couldn't vote, you know, we couldn't help pick our president. Yeah. Like for a hundred, it hasn't even been a hundred years since we've been able to vote. And that blows my mind because our country for so long was ran without everyone's voice. Yeah. How do you run a good country without every single person being represented? I agree. I agree. It, it matters so much. It, it It is a very important thing. Anybody have thoughts on voting? I think it's really important. <laughs> well, and Go why. vote. So yeah, yeah, we're turned into a public service announcement. But the only reason why I really think it's important is because I don't want someone to, I don't like people telling me what to do. So I don't want my voice taken away. Right. If you so, don't use it, you could lose it. Right. And I don't think we ever need to worry. Like the 19th amendment is not going to be yep. no longer. It's going to be forever. Women can vote, but there are countries out there that people can't. Right. And we are lucky enough to live in a country that we can. So exercise it. Absolutely. Yep. And if you vote for someone and you don't like what they're doing, then you can complain about them. But if you didn't vote and if you didn't have anything to do in that election, you cannot complain about what's going on because you didn't support them and you didn't put here. Yep. Whether you supported them or not, <laughs> you know, people in a political office, I feel like I complain because I voted in the last election. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Well, thanks. <laughs> I did too. I've, I've shifted my mindset. It's important. So uh, here's another one that I found interesting when I was doing a little research. Women are the primary or co-breadwinner uh, in six out of 10 American families. Does that shock you? Yes. It shocked me. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. Holy six, smokes. Six out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's crazy. That's awesome. Go ladies. I love it. Shows that we're providing for our families. And I mean, there's yeah. a, a shift of more women in the workforce has been going on a long time. This is nothing new. I don't know when... It went from five to six, you know, when the scale tipped. So I don't have that information. But uh, on that note, though, there is obviously still I mean, you'd be hiding under a rock to not know this. You're there's still talk about the wage. There's gap. still a wage gap. Though. But so but so six out of 10 families, the woman is the breadwinner, yet she's making 70 percent of what a guy in the same position would would make. That just kind of uh. still irks me. It's out there. We're not going to fix it today. No, you know, no, but. It's it's one of those things that I find really interesting, especially when you talk about that that 
60% of households in the U.S., the women bring in the majority of the income. That's crazy. Yeah. I had no idea. That's staggering, yeah. actually, yeah. if you yeah. think about it. Yeah, yeah. the ratios, it, do, it doesn't match up on what I would have guessed. No, mm-hmm. no, yeah. not at all, especially if, you know, there's still that considerable wage gap and that, all that's still happening. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a changing and a growing thing for sure. Um, you know, in light of Women's History Month, we've got some amazing women here in the room today. I want to thank Kristen Clark for getting over here on, Woo-hoo. gosh, you just got back from vacation and you're here. You showed up <laughs> to, to talk with us. And thank we've you. got Carly Cummings and Lexi Merrick on the Farm Hair team and myself, Margie. And it's it's been a fun conversation. I think an eye-opening uh, but a, a maybe an affirming conversation as well that, you know, there's there's women out there. I'm surrounded by some of them today, but um, many women out there doing amazing things. And, and we're going to be sharing uh, the stories of some of those women throughout the rest of the month. Thank you for tuning in and we will catch up with you next week.